All right, guys. Uh, this is talking through the shit. Uh, I'm Rick, and today I have with me uh, my buddy Brandon. And hi. Hey, yeah. hi. How you doing, bro? Good. How are you? Good. How's the uh, the old quarantine thing treating you? Uh, it's a uh, it's a blasty blast. Yeah. Right. You're stuck yeah. in the house with like your kids and wife. Yeah. Well, I I still work, but yeah. yeah same, same. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, we're here to discuss something very specific today. And it's our, like, I have some gripes with it too, but you actually wrote a, a very detailed post about what you didn't like about this documentary going around <laughs> out of shadows. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, that was quite a film. Yeah. So uh, kind of, if you could kind of give them a little um, <clears throat> like summary of what, what it was. Sure. Uh, so I guess this, uh, um, guy, Mike Smith, uh, the, the narrator of the documentary. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. He was a, a, a stuntman, uh, in some pretty successful Hollywood films. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole first portion of the film is really just <laughs> kind of him bragging about being a stuntman. Yeah. And then he uh, had a life-threatening injury or not life. Yeah like a career ending injury a lower yeah. back, like paralyzed for a while type of injury yeah and it led to this weird uh just really weird um uh experience with like i guess his uh um physical therapist um that mentioned to him i think i think in the documentary uh, he stated that she told him that there were like dark energies or dark spirits around him or, or something like that um, or something like that yeah 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 and it basically led to uh, her sending him on like this quest to uncover the, uh, you know, satanic, well, uh, she was, a, she was a pelvic floor therapist, like, you know, specific therapist. Yeah. 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 I guess they call it the medical community. And, yeah. uh, and she said that like, you know, all these, these kids that are being like raped, <laughs> raped in satanic, uh, satanic rituals are, uh, going to her to get like repaired, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. I mean, it stands to, I guess, like the, the most base level of scrutiny. Like, yeah, I'm, if there was like the only one in Southern California at the time, and mm -hmm. we're in Hollywood in Southern California. So mm -hmm. that kind of, it, uh, it, it's believable in like a very s simple sense, but. Um, yeah, like on a, on a surface, on a surface level. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't tend to, that, that was something that with this uh, documentary, uh, or at least with my, you know, the piece I wrote on the documentary, I really didn't, um, you know, focus as much on going through and like, you know, debunking it. Yeah. Um, Cause that's really not so much what my focus was. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, uh, Mike ends up, um, you know, going through and starting to question uh, his surroundings uh, in, in the Hollywood scene and uh, the different people he's involved with and, um, things they've experienced yeah. and he starts to piece together basically um this uh i i don't i don't know what you'd call it, like a like a, a seedy underground of, of hollywood built on you know satanism uh and uh, and yeah and child <laughs> molestation and trafficking i mean you know no big deal there is some some credence to that because i mean you look at certain things in hollywood you know yeah. hollywood is you know it's uh the holly tree is what druid used to make their wands out of i guess yeah that was something else he touched on was like the the which i thought 
I mean, I don't know. I, I thought uh, some of the stuff he was he was touching on there was just a little graspy. Okay, so <laughs> um, I remember one thing you mentioned in your piece was the television. <laughs> yes, that's what I was just about to touch on. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about that, man. So, yeah, he, he's going, you know, kind of just trying to make a case that Hollywood is very closely tied to the occult, um, you know, which honestly, I, I really can't speak to one way or the other. Like, I'm not in Hollywood <laughs> and I'm not part of the occult. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's just kind of making a case that, you know, if, if you think about it critically, like you'll start to see all the, all the different, uh, you know, ways that the occult kind of has its, its tentacles in the entertainment industry. And the um, <laughs> the examples he uses, I just thought were uh, sort of weak, such as um, television. You know, if you say it slowly, tell a vision. And he relates that to see? psychics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the second, And it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, what about <laughs> telephone? Oh, you no. know, telegraph? <laughs> like, <laughs> what about, you know, Latin-based languages there was the, the calculus cult that would tell a graph they would uh divine a specific i'm just joking no no, no. <laughs> but do you see you yeah. could pretty much you know dredge it up you know oh dude wherever uh, you want who's big on that are the um oh, who are they the sovereign citizens you ever hear of these people no i'm not familiar they're, they're the kind of people that like will write their social security number on a check to the government and say paid in full all debts and whatever. They think that there are legal legalistic terms you can use to get out of paying like debts and uh, get out of uh, taxes and all that kind of stuff. If you write on a check, your like first name or something like that. It's really, Uh yeah, Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there was that example. Um, So what, what, troubled you the most though like what was there was there something like deeply troubled yeah uh yeah so it wasn't like i like i you know kind of already mentioned i'm not um i'm not in the uh <laughs> you know the occult i'm not in hollywood none, none of that so there's a lot i can't speak to um and i also did not you know go through and make it a point to specifically debunk each of the you know claims there um my uh focus and i I suppose what bothered me the most about it was um, that it felt as though, um, yeah, there was a focus on uh, specifically by like a conservative Christian uh, angle, perhaps um, that focused on this wild, wild story as the seemingly as the problem, you know, or as the root cause of so many evils in our society. Uh, which I don't believe, you know, is really helpful. I think is what it comes down to. I didn't think it was very productive as a as a. Um, yeah, speaking towards like the the conservative Christian part of that, it's like it was like exactly what you would make to convince a bunch of conservative Christians of something. For sure. Yeah, exactly, and it did. It, it, that's actually a really good point. It, it felt sort of um, uh, <laughs> almost condescending. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, you know, they, it, they knew what their, their target audience was. They, they knew exactly who they were going after. Um, this guy, I mean, his, the first thing that kind of jumped out to me is like, oh, this guy is not employed like he used to be. So maybe he's looking for a, a little niche in somewhere to uh, sure. <laughs> a little bit extra uh, cash, you know? I mean, that, yeah. that was my, that's one of my 
my concerns about that. Um, also, like who I was hearing it from are all of the conservative Christian people I know. And that is exactly why I wrote it was because technically, no, it's not professing to be a Christian film. So, um, you know, it's not like it, it necessarily labels itself that, Yeah. but all the people that were sharing it uh, online, um, all the people I heard about it from, um, that's the corner uh, that they were coming from. Yeah. And so that's what, I think that's why the, the entire tone of the film, I was sort of viewing it through a, uh, a Christian lens, right? As, as someone in the church viewing this information and turning around and, and letting, you know, get them riled up. Um, and it just reminded me like, you know, I think we talked about a little bit before we started recording, you know, some of the different experiences we've had in the uh, church uh, with fear based yeah, you know, tactics and like, I think like the first thing that the angel says is like, don't be afraid when they're telling, you know, he's talking about yeah. <laughs> coming, like, don't be afraid. Uh, yeah. It's it, Christianity isn't about fear. It's, it should be. It's about love. You yeah. Know? That's how they're supposed to know Christians is by the love, you know, and uh, right. the kind of Christianity I follow now. Yeah. As far as like the whole... <laughs> the whole uh you know conspiracy theory angle like it's fun to think about for sure it's fun to to kind of yeah together. but th then you have to remember that there are other people in the world that don't share your specific beliefs or uh phobias not phobias but like uh what would you call it aversion to certain using certain iconography like i'm not going to draw a baphomet no matter what reason like it's just not it's not something i don't even want to play with a pentagram like, right down one with the with the goat's head and it's, it's not yeah something that I, would, I would really ever use in any of my personal uh endeavors i guess you'd say right yeah yeah um uh, i mean yeah a lot of the stuff uh in that that film i mean even a large por portion of the film i think was um you know the QAnon conspiracies and things like that um related to uh pizzagate <laughs> yeah. and uh is like it could that that might be a little bit more factual than 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 not factual you know what I mean? yeah yeah i don't i mean it's i think tying it tying it all in together with this documentary because i mean um you it's it's once again you have kind of a, a target audience in mind clearly when you're yeah. you know making the film um and so it was it was almost just more telling of the agenda uh, of the film rather yeah. than it's you know uh, earnest attempt to you know bring truth yeah, you know it was kind of like satanists and if satanists aren't working for you let me tell you this they're democrat satanists they're like, <laughs> Cow molesters. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a particular, you know, I'm not fond of uh, Hillary Clinton by any means. <laughs> oh, no, she's uh, pretty awful if you look. Yeah, look at her she's pretty objectively, objectively awful, yeah. yeah. Um, you're you're a, the same. You, you are like a, a democratic socialist, I understand. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> what you would want in a government so to speak sure yeah they're 
yeah, if, if we're going to have to stick with like, yeah, electoralism, then I suppose that's where I'd throw my, uh, <laughs> my weight. Yeah. Right. I, I wouldn't say, I would say there are certain things I would like socialize. Like I wouldn't mind a socialized healthcare system. I'm paying my healthcare bills and it sucks, you know, yeah. the thing that happens, you're paying hundreds of dollars for no reason. seems like, you know? Oh yeah. We got, we got the bill for, uh, my daughter, uh, Luna. Yeah. Uh, for the delivery at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, immediately after the C-section, they carted Simone, my wife, uh, off into, uh, you know, just like a side room. It was like a, <laughs> just like a really big closet. Yeah. Uh, and they just kind of like wheeled her, her in there to, you know, uh, bleed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and that alone was on the breakdown of the bill and it was like, you know, thousands of dollars. It was like, and we were in there for like 20 minutes. You know, they just wheeled us in there. She lay there. uh, And when our room was ready, they took us, you know, down the hall to the actual room where she was going to be staying for the next couple of days. But they actually, there was a charge specific to that little closet thing. Like (laughs) bleeding room. Amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's things you don't think about like that that add up. I mean, like if you go in, if you go in with any kind of malady and they make you pee in a cup or something like that, there's lab tests and those lab tests cost money, bro. Like mm-hmm. dollars of money. And yeah, it's like, it's terrible what they're doing as far as price gouging to regular people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean the whole idea of price gouging, you know, came from the idea of, of, you know, private insurance companies that would be able and willing to haggle. So, you know, it's like, okay, fine. You know, if you're going to do it with a, a big insurance company that can afford to, you know, wrestle you on it, but uh, shouldn't the rules, you know, shouldn't the prices go back down to, you know, the actual value of an IV bag uh, when, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't have insurance, Probably. you know? Um, I would say like, I wouldn't mind being taxed a little bit more if it were going to something cool like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm being yeah. poor anyway, and I'm getting pretty much less in return. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I'm not too, I'm not terribly happy with the way things are going in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Let's be frank, you know, it's, uh, uh, say what you will about President Trump. He's more indicative of like a, an, an attitude. The president doesn't really mean anything, really. No, you're, you're, it, I think, I think you, you, said it you know perfectly is more indicative you know the the presidential the office of president is more like a uh um yeah a thermostat of kind of the what yeah what are how how mad is everybody right now (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and um and and they don't really they don't really change a whole lot you know between uh you know you you figure foreign policy and and you know people getting you know, uh, so upset at Trump for his, his foreign policy, which is abysmal. Uh, but then you, you know, stop to realize that, you know, everybody's favorite celebrity president, you know, Obama was, you know, bombing the shit out of Yemen. You yeah. know, it's like, he deported a I don't know, man. Mexicans. Like if you're, if, if yeah. immigration's your thing, then yeah, he didn't do too well on that either. No, not at all. So like, it, yeah, there's a, there's oh, a, it, it, he was just so cool. Like, what do you, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and then that's kind of what it comes down to. And I think that's probably, you know, if Biden stands any chance at all, which he doesn't, but no, he if really he does, 
No, he doesn't. If he does, uh, literally, it's just kind of down to, do you want to take shit from a guy who's, you know, outright, you know, crass and crude about it? Or do you want to take shit from somebody who smiles and at least pretends to be a gentleman? Yeah. You know, it's like, there's not a choice. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's already in, just leave him in, you know, for a while. <laughs> like, Biden, Biden's just going to come in and uh, whoever he brings in as VP is going to be probably in charge soon enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing, like right now, in, in a lot of the circles, um, I guess, where I spend my time, um, there's just a lot of, a lot of hypocrisy, man. Like, uh, you know, this, this whole, you know, vote blue, no matter who bullshit. Um, that's, oh my God. Yeah. It's awful because, you know, it's like, <clears throat> you know, at the start of it, it was one thing to say, you know, we'll, we'll vote blue, you know, we'll, we'll rally behind, you know, whoever it is, you know, yada, yada. But especially now with, you know, the accusations and, you know, the, the terror read accusations. Oh yeah. It's dude. like, I was, yeah, it's like, if you can, if you can, if you can be the same person who was online, which I was, <laughs> and, and trash people that support, uh, you know, Roy Moore or, um, you know, Brett Kavanaugh uh, or any of the, the accusations against Trump, you know, um, yeah. then you cannot turn around and minimize the allegations against Biden. Yeah. Um, it's Remember just Kavanaugh? not. I was still like a teenager when his shit happened, you know? As far as we know. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, yeah, you could even probably get down on like a, like graded on a curve and, and, and find, you know, Biden worse in, in some, you know, some form of fashion. Yeah, he was Yeah. Like well, and then on top of it recently, I don't know if you've seen, but, um, you know, that, that whole call-in, uh, Tara Reid's mother calling into Larry King um, back in 93 when right. it happened. I didn't see that. Yeah. So basically her, you know, the whole uh, incident supposedly happened in, you know, 93. Um, and she told um, a friend, her brother and her mother about it. That was what, you know, Tara Reed's uh, story was. Hmm. And um, they found uh, uh, footage of the Larry King show in 93. And there was a caller calling in from San Luis Obispo, which is where her Tara Reed's mother lived in 93 okay. and was specifically asking like, Hey, what should, you know, what should somebody do who, um, encounters, you know, a, an issue, um, you know, in, in the, they, I think they were specifically talking about like Congress and, and, you know, the Senator's offices and different political institutions in DC. Yeah. What do, what do you guys recommend someone do that has a complaint that, uh, is not being taken seriously. Uh, my daughter recently, you know, was, uh, you know, working for um, a prominent senator and uh, is not wanting to uh, go to the law about what happened because, out of respect for him, but she's not being taken seriously by, you know, HR or whoever's supposed to be handling those types of complaints. Yeah. So would you there's just, like... Would you just blow his shit up? Like if, like, not like his car or anything, but like, you know, would you just like... Like take it to the press, to the media, any media you could. Well, and and that's that's the thing is is there like is there anything else aside from taking it to the press? Because she didn't want to, you know, um, Tara Reid at the time did not want to take it to the press, um, out of supposedly out of respect for you know um, the office or 
you know, Biden or whatever. Yeah. Um, her brother was encouraging her to do it. Or no, I'm sorry, I have that backwards. Her mom was encouraging her to do that. Her brother uh, has stated now that he regrets what he, you know, recommended then. But basically, he recommended, "Hey, just you know, keep quiet." Yeah. No, that's. Um, but that's pretty big. I mean, to come out for Biden, like. You said like 1993. Yeah. That's not yeah. that. I mean, no, it is. That was a long time. Ago. Seventeen years is a long time. Seventeen years. 93 27 I'm bad at math there you go <laughs> when you cross over those like you know those <laughs> the, the millennials I get bad at it you know yeah what are you gonna do I'm only a it's construction right. worker I gotta like you know math I, I only know that because I was born in 92 so damn you're young yeah not much younger than me but you're younger than me yeah, I'm 31 I'm an old, old man. You're ancient. I'm ancient. I can barely move. <laughs> I can still talk. That's all I got going for me now. Rick, okay. you, you, you've always been able to talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So getting back to Out of the Shadows. Yeah. So he goes on to say that, like, you know, the cabal is running. Well, not even that. It's like the government is running Hollywood. That was, that's what, what kind of surprised me a little bit is sure is the accusation surprised you or well no that there is kind of like a there are documents i guess where mm -hmm. he is like the head of or the vice president of uh the whatever organization was running it mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah like with the the cia involved and everything yeah yeah and then the cia was doing a lot of really underhanded shit at that time mk Ultra. oh sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, all the lsd stuff LSD, uh, mind control type stuff. I mean, MK, yeah. we see MK. I, the, one of the things that really got me into it was like the MK Ultra accusations surrounding Mortal Kombat, because combat should be spelled with a C, but they spelled it with a K. Mm -hmm. Almost like waving it in front of your face, kind of, you know. I wait. Did they talk about that in the documentary about Mortal Kombat? No, no. I, that was through my own kind of research. Like, you know. Oh, oh, okay. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I used to have. A uh, very active role in like uh, conspiracy theory, not forums, but like you know, just gathering the information and you know, right, pretty much just spouting it off to whoever I could when I was <laughs> years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was around the time when like Zeitgeist came out. Did you ever see? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Where they kind of like relate everything, like you know, this is yeah. Horus or whatever. This is Ra. Mm -hmm. or the God yeah, and they rose on the third day too you know yeah and i th i think like that aspect of the documentary was um like when it first started out like i thought oh well shit like i'm not gonna have really anything to write about um because like it it was all just sort of uh i thought rather uh non um controversial material it was just you know yeah the um, government wants to control um, or have some hand in your media consumption. You know, they, they want to, um, you know, yeah, manufacture consent, you know, as Chomsky would say. Uh, so that's, I think everybody sort of across ideological lines kind of falls, like they understand that to some level. 
and they agree. I think some people just stress it more than others, maybe. What, what did Chomsky say about manufacturing consent? I'm, I have, I'm not super familiar with Chomsky. So Chomsky, um, he wrote a whole book uh, called Manufacturing Consent. I think it's probably his most uh, popular book. But I'm not very at all familiar with Chomsky, I guess. I just know him as a linguist and an author, you know? Yeah, so he is. Um, I would, I would definitely, I'll send you the link, um, after this, but there's a, um, documentary, I think it's still on Netflix, uh, but either way you can watch it on YouTube for free. It's called, um, uh, Requiem, uh, for the American dream. And a large part of it is, um, is his argument on manufacturing consent. Um, and, uh, essentially just that the, governmental institutions that are in place are largely um, illusionary um, or at least they're not uh, they're not quite as as transparent they're not serving the 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 goals that you might think you know they're, they're or that they claim to serve so um, manufacturing consent is essentially uh, a theory that these people um, this this elite class um, that of course, you know, can spend money on politicians and legislation and things like that, um, are able to, uh, seriously influence the narrative and, uh, influence, um, I think kind of the, the will of the people to a certain degree, um, and just use it to like the, the rich owned the, the printing press, you know, for the, um, yeah newspapers of course they're going to put their own slant on it yeah and and that's the is a conservative and he owns Mm -hmm. what fox (laughs) right yeah Yeah. and i mean even um like i'm going through a history class right now um and like even just like the whole turn of the century and and the rise of um advertisement as like almost like it's a business art you know um and that really changed the game because I mean, at that point, uh, yeah, they were kind of able to, uh, you know, especially when, you know, when the television came around to tell a vision, uh, they were able to, yeah, broadcast, you know, right into your living room and tell you what you want, what you need, you know, smoke Marlboro cigarettes because camels are (laughs) Jetsons or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And actually uh, Chomsky touches on that in that, um, in the documentary too, he, he states that, you know, advertising, if it was, strictly for um you know moving product mm-hmm. um you know or, or or if it was strictly based on like a competitive market right you yeah. would just say here is what we have you know this is our inventory these are the prices yeah. <laughs> like but that's not what happens what happens the cigarette lasts longer it tastes better than like you know or as far as like the blend is is this is this percent like it's it's not a, a, a it's not numbers it's like emotion yeah. And, but I mean, even with those things, with the cigarettes, it's like, I mean, if you have a product that, you know, tastes better or lasts longer, great. But um, that's not where it stops. It's um, cowboys smoke. Hell yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, if you get this, you know, Bronco, uh, you know, you could jump a, a canyon, you know what I mean? Like, you know, things like that. It's like, no, the truck can't fucking do that. Like, that's not how it works. Hey, man. Uh, right. But that's what sells. but that's what sells vehicles you know and that's what sells uh cigarettes and clothes and whatever it's just you know you you 
attach an image to it that is really very far removed from anything to do with the product, but that's what sells the product. Yeah, like a rock Chevy, like it's not, <laughs> it's not really a good thing for a truck to be like. Not really. It seems like a seems like a bad idea. Seems like a shitty truck. You know, I'm just I, saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy that truck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he goes and uh, that whole the whole thing with the government though. I mean, it makes sense that the government would get their their grubby little paws into into media. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that that was very controversial. I mean, I I think honestly that's probably how. Um that was a good way to start off the film. Like a strategic, from a strategic standpoint, I feel like that was a good way to start off the film because you're not really going to get any pushback on a claim like that. Well, I mean, something that comes to mind as far as like the, the media and how it influences certain laws. I mean, think about, remember when gay marriage was illegal? <laughs> you remember that, that time? In oh, America? yeah. For centuries, uh, it was illegal. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then uh, was it Ellen DeGeneres or something like that came came out on her show? And, yeah, on her sitcom. Yeah, on her sitcom. Right? And Will and Grace came out, and and all of these, mm-hmm. like, you know, and it was a lot of it was, uh, I think, to kind of get us used to seeing gay people in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Which I mean, I think the marijuana, like marijuana use in culture, it mm-hmm. got more commonplace and less and less. Yeah. Taboo in even in like movies like remember pineapple express yeah Yeah. pineapple express federally legal but i think that movie came out either around the time or before colorado washington and oregon and then california sort like you know like they they made it statewide you know decriminalized. yeah Yeah. and you know i think i think that like it using using the you know television or advertisement or media or whatever um as a way to uh reach culture on that type of you know on that level isn't inherently wrong i mean because it it does come down at some point to what's the message well think you about I, mean, I, I imagine if there was like widespread uh meat i i guess i i can't speak to what it was like back during the civil rights movement as far mm-hmm. as TV, like how accessible it was to every person or you know whatever but you know putting black people and white people in the same places you know mm-hmm. you know cool with you know not yeah racially at odds with each other you know i think that right. you know, it's, that's a great thing that could you know it would have been used for back then too i yeah honestly, i'm just speaking i don't know anything about that or you know that's okay we're both just speaking with no yeah, knowledge just the history of like portrayal of of black and white relationships on screen back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean. I think, you know, um, like even, you know, with gay marriage and things like that, I mean, um, there's, I don't personally think there's really anything wrong with, you know, normalizing something in an effort to, um, uh, uh, lend support, I guess, to, a minority class or, or a marginalized, you know, community. I think that that's probably the healthiest way you could possibly use media. Yeah. And, and as far as like, there's, there's a balance to be struck between like principles and tolerance because, you know, as, as a Christian, you might not think that gay being gay is moral is a morally correct choice to make mm-hmm. or a moral like to, <laughs> I'm not saying gay is a choice. I think there are a very, <laughs> go into that, uh, but like, you know, making the conscious decision to live your gay lifestyle or your, sure. uh, your impulses, I guess you'd say. 
But then okay. again, there is like, you know, the dance of like, well, what about pedophiles? <laughs> like, we know Yeah, and then I think at that point, it's where you kind of have to... Yeah, I think it's um, that, where that comes in is like, it's not hurting you or anyone that can't consent to being hurt. Like gay people consent to being in gay relationships most of the time. I'd say, unless you have tigers and meth, <laughs> it's <laughs> persuaded. Yeah, no, I think, I think that like the, especially with, you know, that um, issue, I think there's a tendency to jump on like a slippery slope, you know, um, no, no, uh, fallacy. What's next? Marrying dogs? Exactly. Yeah, no, like that's literally been argued like in, in, in Congress. <laughs> like, I've heard it so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, <laughs> not really. What's that? Dogs can't consent. Dogs and uh, so, I mean, ew, bro. Ew. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't I'm not. I'm not very uh, twice for, knowledgeable about that. <laughs> twice for yes or R once for no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I I, I think that um, there's there's definitely uh, a you know a balance between. Yeah, I suppose tolerance and and, uh, and what I, was the principles like your your principles, principles. Yeah. yeah. So like using using the media to you know if if we're speaking for like you know racial tolerance back in the day like you know to end mm-hmm. segregation, mm-hmm. you know and or to uh, not have gay people be like you know burned or dragged behind trucks, you know. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> thing to, yeah. So just, like you don't have to agree with it, but just don't fucking kill them for no reason like yeah and and i mean that's that's kind of what i think media at its best should be used for is kind of to allow you to um you know there there are some people i mean i, I grew up in arkansas um okay. and i mean you don't necessarily not everybody lives in a super you know cosmopolitan uh, uh, location, you know, there, there's not a lot of diversity in, in, you know, some areas. And so, uh, you know, how, how, how else can you step out of yourself without, uh, books or music or film or art or, you know, you, those things kind of allow you to experience something that, um, is foreign to you. Um, and, and, and it's a, I feel like it's a, just another branch of education. Yeah. And the thing I didn't like about Out of the Shadows myself, like, I, I like conspiracy theories. It's fun to, to speculate, sure. I think, you know, outside of the proverbial box. X Files is my favorite show. Oh, dude. Dude. Let's not go down that rabbit hole quite yet. <laughs> but uh, what I didn't like is that they like demonized all of media as a whole, kind of. Yeah. You know, like, every, like, it's all of the artists have a one eye like you know uh illuminati thing or yeah there wasn't a lot of nuance no because it's not all bad like not yeah very hard to say that something is so entertaining and that can make you i mean like movies can uplift you you ever see mm-hmm. which one Harry mcguire you ever see that movie uh i'm not a huge tom cruise fan actually okay. never mind but it's, it's like a story of redemption of a guy who like throws away everything at a mm-hmm. very um uh like cutthroat type of sports agency he starts his own thing goes to one client then start you know and it's like a redemption story of him losing uh-huh. the life he thought he wanted for the life he needed so like right. that 
And is there is there like Masonic symbols in it? Probably. I don't know. Like, is there yeah. a checkered floor? Is there like a pyramid somewhere in there? But maybe I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah, throw away the baby with the bathwater is like, come on, what are you just trying to? Are you just trying to scare people into not watching TV anymore? Are you trying to and, scare and into- that's exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was the point I was trying to get at with particularly the Christian crowd, um, but it, it does apply elsewhere because, I mean, at the end of the film, it's like, okay, what's the takeaway message? Don't watch TV? Yeah. Don't listen to music? Like, I don't understand. And that is a lot of what I experienced growing up in the church, you know, was, um, you know, if I listen to, uh, you know, a secular, uh, you know, artist, yeah. Which, you know, most people, it's like you say secular, they're like, what, what is that? What does that mean? The mighty <laughs> but, That's what that means. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, I, I, I remember being, um, uh, I, was, I was helping a, a friend, um, a friend's family in the church, um, like clear out their garage or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember pulling, a, the, she had said I could have, um, they were cassette tapes, actually. And uh, I could go through them, I could pick them out. And I, so I went through and I found, uh, you know, like Queen and, um, um, I got uh, quiet riot and different things like that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I pulled those out and, uh, I think, I think Leonard Skinner and she, she, yeah, she grabbed them and she was like, Oh, not these, these, I need to throw these away. And she went on to explain that when she became a Christian, um, she was so convicted that she had these secular, um, records and stuff that she went out in her backyard there when, had a you know this is arkansas you know so she started a bonfire <laughs> went out in her backyard and she fucking just like slung these records in to the fire and uh and she she said that they began to levitate and fly back at her trying to hit her in the face you know because because demons and stuff you know might have been like smelling that you know the <laughs> the <laughs> all that stuff maybe got her a little bit you know uh screwed up in the head a little bit you know yeah yeah but i mean it, it stuck with me it was just like wow that's that's pretty awful uh that you know you're telling this that's crazy but if not you're a terrible person for lying about that kind of shit you know exactly yeah and it was just sort of like man i'm you know 13 14 years old and you know i've got a you know uh, a rock and roll album that you know probably you know my, my dad listened to <laughs> you know it's not and um and yeah, they were just trying to trying to scare you. You know, I mean, something as innocuous as you know uh, Elvis Presley. You know, that was a, a problem too, um, and it was just ridiculous. Too right? <laughs> What's that? It's gospel music. Yeah, he's saying gospel music, but you know, they they um, zeroed in on I guess I don't know some some relationship he had with like a like a, a soothsayer or something like that. I don't know. You know, but I mean, it was there was something about like okay, so I was listening to a. Um, you know who Chris Jericho is, the professional wrestler back in yeah. the he was uh he has a podcast and he was talking to, to this guy uh this I can't remember what this guy's profession I think he's just a historian or like a an investigative journalist or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about like the relationship between very many people back in the day and Aleister Crowley. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys don't know out there who Aleister Crowley is, he is the most wicked man that ever lived. Like he was born, I think he his father was a preacher and he was in the church for a long time. And then uh, like a long time being like his formative teen, like, you know, up to teenage years. And then he just left because I think his dad died or something like that. And he just went full bore into the occult. 
And this guy would do, you know, sex rituals, uh, drug rituals, just like any kind of sorcery or uh, occult satanic stuff that he could do. He died of like, uh, uh, he died a heroin addict and his nose was so blown out from cocaine that like, you know, it was, it was, it was notable in his autopsy. You know what I mean? Wow. And I mean, wow, that's quite a way to go. <laughs> but uh, I guess he also had a lot of ties to, um, I mean, of course, to Led Zeppelin. You know, if you know anything about Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. he was deep into the occult and he really liked Crowley and he bought his house. But he only ever stayed there like six weeks or something like that. Like he didn't stay there for very long. And uh, I think he sold it shortly after. I think he would, oh, dude, his house is on Loch Ness. So it's like, huh. It's pretty, pretty spoopy. It's, it is, dude. There's monsters there. There's one specific monster I can think of. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, what really surprised me about him was like the, his ties to the Beatles. Now, Oster Crowley? Yeah, Crowley. Did you ever hear about mm-hmm. that? I mean. Uh, about his ties with like John Lennon and stuff. And... Uh, yeah, John, yeah, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so he was on Sgt. Pepper's. The Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, that album. On the album art, or like on the record itself? No, no, no. I think he died. Was it like I, something about forty years before? In oh, really? On Sergeant Pepper's, they actually they they speculate that he was Sergeant Pepper's, like Alistair Crowley was who that was supposed to be. Because they said, so oh, okay. And it matches up with like how many years ago he died, versus like you know uh, what they were saying in the song. I, I honestly right. I've only heard Sgt. Pepper's like once or twice as far as mm-hmm. that song, that particular song. But um, yeah, he was on the album cover. And I guess that album cover was like super expensive because they made everybody out of wax. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like one of the most expensive ones to date. Yeah. And there were, there were I mean, it was just a bunch of celebrities, right? Celebr- like fig- figures in history and different things. Gurus, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But... Crowley was like among them. And then, I mean, we have John Lennon saying, you know, do it, that, do it, that wilt, which is Alistair Crowley's like, like, oh, yeah, yeah. The tenet of his religion was, and I can't remember the name of it. I think it starts with a P or something like that. Have, have you ever, have you ever had a chance to read uh, the Satanic Bible? Uh, LeVay's? No, I have not. Is it, have you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's part of why a lot of the, the, um, satanic imagery and 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 a lot of the stuff that uh christians believe is somehow happening you know so prevalently in society uh is kind of a a joke to me is uh you read the satanic bible and essentially it is just a it's just a tract advocating hedonism is really all it comes down to i mean it's it's just it's just a, a religion of of selfishness at the end of the day and yeah. and no. and basically what's that just overindulgence and, and whatever you yeah want. sure yeah and i mean um yeah there's obviously you know probably a little more to it than that but uh you know you boil it down and, and what it comes down to is yeah you, you know the 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 senses you know your individual senses um are what matters your experience um and so in, in that way, it's the antithesis of, you know, all the other, you know, major world religions. Um, as far as being, trying to be uh, moderate and, and upright, good and all that. Yeah, not, not even so much, 
moderate, although, yeah, that's definitely an aspect of it. But I think it's most of the other um, uh, world religions tend to put more of an emphasis uh, on, on, on selflessness. Yeah. And on, um, you know, being considerate of, you know, whoever the other is. Um, whereas, yeah. And, you know, the, the satanic uh, Bible generally it's about how, um, that type of thinking is weak. Um, and almost like a, a, a social Darwinism is really what it's advocating. So, um, basically, um, that what these, what these protesters that are, are leaving their house and not wearing masks in public are advocating conservative <laughs> yeah. Christians. yeah right funny huh yeah yeah, yeah. weird no, um almost goes right out the window when you can't get your you know your favorite uh haircut hair i don't know why haircut yeah. yeah like you know yeah i've seen so many so many memes that have just been cracking all the karen memes oh, Her- Dude, uh, okay karen is that is that racist i mean uh can can only karen's <laughs> be karen's I don't know. It, it seems like it's it's almost it's just as racist as saying Becky, you know, for a white girl. Becky for a white girl. You never heard Becky for white girl. Beyonce yeah. popularized it, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, some about yeah. Becky stealing her man. I don't know if Jay Z fucked a white girl or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh that was that was a big part of it. I think uh, you know it's it's silly what what how. <laughs> Like the very next tear down from white men, white women is like, you know, it's not, you're not doing too bad. Shut up. You know, <laughs> Shut up. you're not doing too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there, there've been some, some pretty good ones. Um, like, you know, Karen being upset. She can't go get her butthole waxed or, you know, yeah, I, I, like that that. Was, yeah. when I heard, I said, I didn't want to say butthole wax, but because like, you know, it's so not, is this a is this a friendly pod like a no no no, no podcast? I was just trying to okay. trying to be uh, original but it came out right haircut because I'm because <laughs> you're talking about Karen's yeah I was I was yeah my favorite yeah, you're talking about the, the manager haircut yeah the manager haircut. can I, can I talk to your manager yeah terrible <laughs> I'm not in uh, customer service anymore but um, I digress uh, <laughs> yeah so. So do, I, I honestly do not remember how the movie ended. Do you remember how it ended? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I haven't watched it since I wrote that piece. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to uh, recall. But um, I, I remember basically uh, it kind of tried to end on like a feel-good no, if I remember correctly, sort of on like, yeah. um, we can change the world. We can make Disney movies not have penises uh, in the cover art. And <laughs> part about Disney movies as an adult is finding the dicks. I I recognize that, yeah. <laughs> but apparently not everybody feels the same way. So uh, yeah, basically like, you know, we can, um, we, we need to be conscious of what we're consuming, which of course I agree with. Um, we need to, um, you know, place more of an emphasis on morality, which I think is, um, you know, sort of vague uh, and up to interpretation, which is always a little alarming, I suppose. Um, My morality, right. I think they're doing the right thing up there. I think that <laughs> the satanic government of America is making the right choices, okay? Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was basically just like, yeah, saying we should like watch our backs, you know, when it comes to the government, watch our backs with what we consume, you know, mm-hmm. be critical. And and it sort of it 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 kind of came full circle, I felt like. It was like it started rather non-controversially. Yeah. And it kind of ended non-controversially because it's like, yeah, we should be more critical of what we consume. Like that's a fair point. That's yeah, not bad. Um, right. So it's just sort of that, like, it's the, it's what the main focus of the film was that I took issue with and especially how it was, um, how it was received by my community, you know, um, that I took issue with, because I think there are so, so many things that the Christian community needs to be focusing on. And that's really what the pod or my, um, it's what the blog uh, has always sort of focused on is that particular subculture, you know, that evangelical Christian subculture. So um, it sort of uh, a, what do we call it? A political bias between the two, just, just focusing on like evangelicals in general. Yeah. Um, Hard to, because like a lot of them are. Yeah. I mean, the church I used to go to, um, uh, I mean, he, he, most pastors, even ones, you know, that I, I don't agree with, um, they at least try to pretend like they're not, uh, partisan and that they're not trying to get you to, to vote for a particular person. Like they'll at least keep up that appearance. Um, but the church I went to, um, for a brief period, um, before I kind of started my whole, you know, deconstruction, uh, was, uh, yeah, a guy who like legitimately, he literally told you go vote for this person. Or if this particular prop was up, go vote this way on this prop. Like he would just tell his, you know, and he had thousands and thousands of people at his, you know, um, congregation. He had a serious XM, uh, show. I mean, he had a wide audience. It so was it's like, you know, you're Jack Hibbs. Jack Hibbs. Yeah. 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 My parents so like, it's like, you know, you know what? I like, I like what he, what he has to say most of the time, but he also, you know, and, um, he was speaking about coronavirus in a way that made it seem like not a big deal. And yeah. Is it a big a deal as they're making it out to be? I mean, who knows mm-hmm. it, how, how much yeah. is China lying about the numbers? Who knows? Right. In North Korea. Yeah. I mean, I think that zero one zero. We had one. We don't have one. We had one. <laughs> What's happening? Curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one's recovering. <laughs> now, now, now. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I just I think that the church. Um, I think the church has a responsibility when it comes to society, um, but I, I don't think that one way or the other you should be telling people how to vote. Um, and I really do think that, you know, if, if your policies, um, you know, that you're supporting as a Christian, if you're not being critical about those policies, just like you're being critical about the media you consume, <laughs> like um, that's a problem. Like you need to really think about um, what, what it meant to be a Christian in those first, you know, in those early days you know, um, before right. Constantine and, and yeah. the state, what did it mean to be a Christian? You know, and if, and if you keep that in mind, you know, if, and if you strive to uh, sort of emulate their example, 
um, in how they participated as a community, you know, among themselves, how they interacted with society at large. Um, yeah, you're going to come away with a very different uh, set of policies, I suppose, uh, than, a little bit more than the ones. What's that? A little bit more socialist than the bent nowadays, huh? I mean, I wouldn't use that word, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't pretend that Jesus would be part of my political party or that he would assist, you know, subscribe to, you know, the DSA or, you know, any of the anarchist groups that, you know, I, I follow, like, probably not, you know, and, and so I, I'm not going to pretend that, but at the same time, you know, um, my concerns and, you know, my emphasis politically is going to at least try to be more in line with what I think um, would concern him, which happens to be poor people and happens to be how women are treated and children are treated and um, how social outcasts are treated, you know, so like. A lot to say about that. Not as much to say about gays or um, <laughs> furries you know stuff of that nature <laughs> sure he's he's a little more critical on religion and money <laughs> you know what's funny is yeah uh, corrupt governments one of his biggest pet <laughs> one of the only time he threw a temper tantrum uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so uh. so that's why to me it's always it's always kind of depressing when um something like this starts circulating in the Christian circles and it starts getting, you know, promoted and, and becomes viral among um, those crowds is like, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even, even if Pizzagate is real, even if Satanists really are out there, um, you know, making Disney films just to warp your track, like you're focusing on the wrong thing, yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, up your, your family and your community in a way that would please Christ, not a, uh, not being super vigilant against a government that you're not going to beat. Like they have wild amounts of ammunition and not even that ammunition, but like influence and all that sort of stuff. And, and not even, not even just like not being vigilant against the government, but like being vigilant against the government in a way that like fucking matters. Like, How so How? like, so like, I mean, there's plenty to be critical of the government. Uh, like we should be, uh, probably a lot more critical than we are. Um, but I think that it, where our targets should be are policies that alienate people, policies that, um, dehumanize people, um, policies, you know, that seek to enrich, uh, certain, you know, uh, uh, organizations or, or corporations on the backs of, you know, um, the majority of, of, you know, the working class. And these are things that I think should get a little more of our attention yeah. um, than, than some scary, spooky, what if, you know, there are, you know, goblins running around the Hollywood Hills, you know, like they're maybe. Turn off the television. It's not, you know, just don't. Yeah. You, you don't have to watch it. I mean, it, yeah. do, you, do you entertain? Do you want to save your soul? I mean, it's not a hard choice to make if, if, if you really are convicted of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that that's just my biggest problem is, is the emphasis. It's fine if, you know, if it's a valid, you know, if there are valid points being made or, you know, if something that, that starts off, you know, maybe 
um, being viewed as a conspiracy turns out to be real or whatever, like, okay, that's fine. And, you know, it should be addressed, I suppose, on some level. But um, really, at the end of the day, you know, if our, con if our um, mission is to be Christ to the world, um, like, I don't, I don't think he fed into a lot of conspiracies of the day. I don't think he gave into a lot of reactionary politics or, or anything like that. He was just focused on his mission. And well, that's it. He was a, the, the populace is portrayed in the gospel. Like just, they didn't get it. They just, yeah. they were so under the thumb of say the, the Jewish um, uh, priesthood at the time, the, mm -hmm. the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they, uh, they, they didn't even really understand like easy. What do you call it? Sim symbols or um, symbolism or um, stuff like that. That mm -hmm. Jesus yeah. was saying back in the day. Yeah. It was more along the lines of like, just trying to dumb it down to these people or trying to get it across. Like, no, this is not. Just well, and, and honestly, what's even convicting to me is like, you find Jesus sort of um, shooting down, shooting down people that tried to make him into the next Che Guevara. Obviously that was far be before Che Guevara, but y you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he's shooting down people that are coming at it from that angle. He's shooting down people that are coming at it from a, Hey, we can use this guy to get rich angle. I mean, um, there's anybody that tried to basically co-opt his uh, message and his mission for some type of uh, earthly or immediate um, benefit, I guess, exploitation really is what it comes down to. Anybody who tried to exploit the message. Yeah. He, he fought back against. No, no, no. So, him at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah given to caesar i don't care like whatever like his you name, know there, there's more important things it's not a big yeah it's his what are you gonna do just just give it to him yeah <laughs> other things yeah you, yeah 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 so there's just more important uh more important fish to fry i think the saying goes yeah you know what was <laughs> really funny Okay, so you know how there was that there was this one guy in there. I can't remember his name, but he was um he was like a a general or something. Not a general, but like he was high up in the government. But his eyebrows were like curled. Oh my god. Dude, what the hell was up with that? How do you even I, curl your eyebrows like that? For I don't know. Like I got uh kind of jealous. Like I've kind of I've been thinking a lot about those eyebrows. Like, how can I make that a reality in my own life? <laughs> sort of like a hair tonic that he put, like, you know, very duckly applied to it. Or yeah. What? But, you know, that was actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's, uh, that was another issue that I had with it was like, okay, so this guy served in the government yeah. and he was a kooky, you know, Satanist, whatever. Yeah. Like, and that's a problem for you but it's not a problem to have a, you know, um, religious extremist of your flavor in office. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's like, why is your, why is toxicity from your side of things bad? Yeah. This guy, I mean, and this guy was, I guess, by all accounts, like a very devout Satanist. Sure. I think probably LeVay, LeVay and Satanist. I, th yeah. I think so. Yeah. But the thing that I can't 
I don't recall from the doc, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember there being any particular issue with him in his position, in his government position. Like, I don't think there were ever any um, problems with that. It was literally just the fact of he identifies as a Satanist. That's weird and bad. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that like, they never really exactly about his jit. Like, if you can give me specific uh, specific examples of him being. Uh, malicious or deviant or anything like that sure right um, yeah and but that goes for anybody yeah <laughs> he was on oprah yeah he was on oprah yeah. or what was I it were, oprah or was that phil phil donahue I, uh, one of the t- i think i think he probably made the rounds you know yeah but i i think it was oprah i think he was talking i, I remember a very grainy video of him talking to oprah um with those freaking eyebrows dude yeah it's just like <laughs> It was almost hard to like take his Satanism seriously because <laughs> I was just like, dude, like you, you sure? just went full Grandpa Munster. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. If if you're having a trouble visualizing, like this guy did look, except for the teeth, just like Grandpa Munster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, I don't get that goofy cow that uh, that Levey had. You know, the like the widow, cow? The, the widow's peak with the horns. Oh on. yeah. It seemed like he was, uh, you know what I mean? Like he was just mocking the idea of Satan, the depiction. I, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And, and based off of the stuff I've read in the, you know, um, uh, you know, satanic Bible, it does seem to be like a lot of the imagery is co-opted kind of as a, um, neener, neener, neener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's easy. It's like, yeah, you, you can, you people are so reactionary to to those types of things and yes i'm sure there are people out there who you know legitimately try to summon you know uh lucifer himself and you know i don't know sacrifice animals bowie like i get that david bowie what's that david bowie did try to, i think he either he attempted to or actually did successfully do it mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote successfully who knows what that looks like but mm-hmm. you know it's at a swimming pool somewhere and they did and a bunch know, of and, and summoned Lucifer. I mean, David Bowie was no stranger to uh, the occult. Even even going, you know, when he was dying. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, Lazarus was his album, right? Oh man, that was a good album. Yeah, but I, <laughs> from what I understand of it, it was very it was heavily occult, occultly symbolic. I don't know how you'd say that, but yeah. Yeah, I'd have to revisit it, but um, I think that even says something though too. Like if you have, you know you have a lot of these people with a, a dramatic flair. I mean, David Bowie, like he was a bit much, you know? And so, yeah. And it was great. Like he's awesome. But, um, music you know, you figure what's that the music he made. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's like, but if you, if you're looking there, there is, I don't know, seems to be to me kind of a common strand between people who actually, you know, uh, put stock in a lot of the imagery of the occult and, and, um, and it's usually people with that flair for, for, you know, that dramatic flair anyway, you know? So people that are just subscribing to Satanism, I don't think they're all necessarily, you know, yeah, like David Oz- Bowie's or Ozzy was really that serious about what he was doing. He was, I think he was doing it just to get a rise out of people. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, even look at Alice Cooper. I mean, he's a Christian and he, he does. But he had yeah, that I mean, he, mascara and everything. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So you figure, you know, take it a step further, you know, in your Marilyn Manson or, or whatever. And, yeah, and it's, I don't think Marilyn Manson believed anything as far as like, you know, satanic. I think he's just a, he's an atheist and a freak, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I mean, sometimes listening to that guy, I mean, you get more spiritual truth <laughs> than you do out of some of the, some of the Christians you, you might uh, come across, unfortunately, but um no, just straight up that. What's that song? The fight song. I'm not a slave to a god that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, there's something heavy about that. Even as someone like you know who believes, it's like oh, that's, you know, I, I get, I get why he feels that way. Looking at the society, yeah. Living, you know? Well, and like I even with, um, you know, in my personal life, but also you know with the blog, um, I get you know some pushback from you know people close to me, um because I am very critical, uh, of, of, you know, my own subculture. Um, so, you know, where I came from, um, uh, I think there's a lot that needs to be hashed out and needs to be confronted. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I get some pushback on that, but I think it's kind of the same, like how, like what you mentioned, um, even as a believer, listening to something from, you know, Manson and, uh, you know, finding some type of conviction there or, or some kind of, you know, spiritual truth. There's, yeah, there's just something. Find, yeah. yeah, you find that when you're open to being critical, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to, you know, try and, and handle your religion with kid gloves, then I don't think you're going to really. You're not going to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not as um, genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. just taking it at a, an inexperienced value, I guess you'd say. Well, and not, on, not only that, but like one of the conversations I've had recently was um, in regards to like the, um, um, okay, so like, you know, Christians are extremely obsessed with their witness, right? Sure. <laughs> um, sure. and, and how, how, yeah, how others perceive them and, and how, you know, genuine they're uh, uh, putting their, their faith out there or whatever. Um, but my argument was like, okay, or I, I, I suppose that the argument against me originally was if they are just seeing people who can't get along and are fighting amongst themselves, how is that going to be attractive? Yeah. And my, and then my response though was just like, well, man, most of my friends aren't Christian and I've had so many conversations with them based off of, you know, things that I've written, things that I've posted that have been critical of the church. Um, and it has opened conversations that have, have gotten like almost embarrassingly spiritually deep. And, um, and they're not, you know, people aren't going to be open to, you know, approaching you on a conversation with something, you know, related to, you know, God or the Bible or anything like that. Um, yeah. If, if they already know what you're going to say. Yeah. And there's something to be said about fostering vulnerability, not just, you know, like between you and your friends, you know, that's, yeah, that's actually a perfect way to put it. Yeah. There's not, there's, you're not going to get deep unless you let other people get deep, you know? Right. Yeah. You're not, get past that little force field that you put up mm-hmm. and and it's and it's also being honest because i mean there i i do not believe for a second that any of the people that i talk to who you know want 
um, us to, you know, be quiet and be good Christians and get along together. And, you know, um, I don't, I, I don't believe for a minute that they don't, um, seriously wrestle with different aspects of their faith, you know, and I mean, and lying if you said you didn't, you know, there's certain yeah. Bible that are very, very difficult to believe and very, very difficult to, to uphold. Right. So, so, and I mean, if you are just willing to own up to the fact that you don't know, and that's why, that's what faith means. <laughs> and that's like, fine. That, if you don't know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's better to say, I don't know. I mean, if you're a rocket scientist and you, you act like you knew when you didn't know, people die. You get challengers exploding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, think about how delicate someone's eternal soul is, you know? Like, yeah, if you don't know, don't say anything or don't yeah. act like you do. Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's not more important, but equally important, you know? Like, like if, yeah. if, if, if and it turns out to be real, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think that like the, you know, what you said about vulnerability, I think that goes through so many different aspects of our culture. I think that like, we just have a problem with vulnerability and especially men. Um, I, that's where I was going with that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially men and, the, and the, it's uh, masculinity doesn't exist for no reason. I don't believe that it's as pervasive as some other people might think it is, mm-hmm. but there is something to be said about like not opening up and just saying like, this is how I feel. This is how it makes me feel, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, well, even like the whole trope about like not asking for directions. Cause I'll figure it out. Like man, ask I, for directions. Google maps on all the time. <laughs> Places I've been before. I'm like, if just make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not asking yeah. For directions. I mean, not trying to figure stuff out is like, you know, it's cool, but not when it's, important like you're not not when you're piloting a uh you know two thousand pound motor coach made of yeah i don't know how much steel nowadays but you know it's made of metal (laughs) and it's heavy and if you do it wrong you're fine so yeah exactly i don't think there's yeah asking for directions or anything like that or i mean don't cry all the time but you know don't fucking hold it in until you you know let it out in a self-destructive way there there's obviously nuance there too yeah i think I think the message is it's okay to be um, human, fallible. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I mean, as far as this documentary goes, I mean, I get it. They're trying to put something over, but like I said, this guy is unemployed and I don't know. I mean, or, you know, he's not doing stunt work anymore. Who knows what he's doing, trying to do for money. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are the ads turned on? Is, you know, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is he getting out of it? You know, so. Yeah. And exposure is a big thing. If he's going around talking now, I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid for whatever seminars he's putting on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There's always, uh, there, you can't always trust, <laughs> I mean, as, as, if uh, religious, un, religious and unreligious, I mean, speakers say shit just to get people to pay to go see them. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. how much money Ben Shapiro's made the past, was it? Six, I'd say six years, you know, good leading mm-hmm. Trump type of thing. You know, he's mm-hmm. very popular. You think he hasn't made a lot of money just talking, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a goofy thing to think, but yeah. Uh, well, I think we, we pretty much covered everything and you kind of yeah. heard your grievances. Uh, this has been actually pretty <laughs> fun. It's over Zoom. I don't know if, if you guys have noticed the sound quality <laughs> on, on, on our ends is kind of like, you know, 
a little bit weird. But yeah, we're we're doing this during quarantine, and you know, uh, Adam doesn't have a problem coming or Schmidt. Sorry, Schmidt doesn't have a problem coming over here and doing it. Oh damn! You gave away his real name. Oh, I don't care. He's 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 fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, but Brandon, he has a wife and kids, and you know that. Yeah, I I, I understand you don't want to come out and <laughs> when you don't have to. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. Especially me, I'm working. I'm working in the field still, so you know, it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, great, dude. We'll have to do this again for sure. Absolutely, I had a blast, man. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, just keep keep doing what you do. Oh, what, what's your um your blog spot? What is it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, crumbsandcrooks.com. Just crumbsandcrooks. Just crumbsandcrooks.com. Nice, nice. It's actually a pretty yeah. little uh, little uh, what do you call it? Domain name you got there. I know. I, I shelled out a whole seven dollars for it. Damn. I know. <laughs> I'm a big spender. Yeah, dude. All right, man. Well, this has been talking through the shit. I'm Rick. And this is I'm Brandon. Brandon, yeah, of course, man. So uh yeah, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>